Parisian. Take the princess and the Wookiee to my ship. You said they'd be left in the city under my supervision. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Okay, boys and girls, let's get to it. Next seminar up, February 4th through the 6th, and then after that, April 1st through the 3rd. For training camps coming up, we have a coaching development camp covering how to coach the squad on January 9th in Plano, Texas at Starting Strength Plano. Then we have a self-sufficient lifter camp on January 22nd in Wichita Falls. Then we have a squat camp with the Vanilla Gorilla himself, Chase Lindley, in Oklahoma City on January 29th. And then for squat and deadlift camps, we have a bunch on the list. Next one up, January 9th on Long Island with the Italian Connection, Patrizio and Palladino. That's going to be spicy. January 15th in Boston at Starting Strength Boston. Then January 22nd in Brussels, Belgium at Brussels Barbell. And then finally in Orlando, Florida at Starting Strength Orlando, also on January 22nd. Speaking of Starting Strength Gyms, we have several gyms coming up with pre-sales going on right at this moment. Starting Strength Beaverton in Oregon, Starting Strength Chicago, Starting Strength Katy outside of Houston, and Starting Strength Memphis all running their pre-sale event at a discounted rate, so check those out. And guys, if you can spare a moment in your thoughts for Ray Gillenwater, who is recovering from elective neck surgery recently, it was successful and he was actually able to make his head completely detachable. So... For more information on any of the gyms that I've talked about, head over to locations.startingstrengthgyms.com. And for any more details on any of the events that I've talked about, as usual, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday, 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 although yeah, we, in an earlier conversation today, we all agreed that it doesn't matter what day it is because you're watching this thing, whatever you want to, on the podcast, listening to it on the podcast download venues, watching it on Sunday or whatever. So it doesn't really matter that it's Friday. You think we ought to start saying Friday? No, I think the fans really enjoy it. Do you really? <clears throat> yeah. You think they're that Plus, stupid? it's Tuesday. You're just as bad Actually, as the media. it's Tuesday. That's true. <laughs> you, but see, you just spilled the beans. You just told everybody the day we were You told everybody told. what the hell's going on here. Not even and from Rip. It's not only Tuesday. It's Tuesday like a week and a half before <laughs> the Friday. That <laughs> this releases... Things are not what they seem. Nothing ever is. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever is. I think I'm just going to stop saying Friday. I think oh, I'm just going to start shame. saying, welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Period. Don't don't cut out Friday. We like it. <laughs> well, I don't don't cut it. out comments from the haters, too. Let me give it to you. No, we can't cut out comments from the haters. Can't cut that out. We don't read them, though, when we have a guest. That's too bad. Because I, no, no, it's just you know it's awkward to make the guests sit there and listen to the comments from once. the haters. Oh, we used to do it all the we time. We used to do it, yeah. I remember making Stan Everding sit. Stan there. and Jay Livesey was. <laughs> yeah, they're all uncomfortable. Livesey was dying like, laughing. He was. Yeah, he thought it was hilarious. But uh, <clears throat> oh, so did uh, so did uh, Matthews thought it was real funny too. Yeah, 
Yeah, he thought it was funny. But, I, I, you know, looking at it in retrospect, it just <laughs> doesn't make any sense to subject a, a guest to that level of stupidity. <laughs> right. So we do have a guest today. Ray Gillenwater is here. Ray is our franchise company executive. He's in charge of Starting Strength Gyms. Strength Train LLC, I believe, is the name of our. That's right. Isn't that the name of the company that you owns should know? The you're, you're an owner. Well, I am one of the owners. It's true. But <laughs> things like that slip my mind all the time. How many companies all, you own? All the time. You're just a titan of industry. <laughs> a, you know, it's, can Elon Musk be can't remember responsible all the <laughs> for all the shit he owns? You know, can Warren Buffett actually know? Everything that he's in charge of, well, who would expect him to? He's old, and he's got so many irons in the fire. No one expects Warren Buffett. So, you know, cut me some fucking slack, Nick. Jesus. (laughs) What's Ray's title? Let's give him a title. He's the... Oh, uh, shit. Do you have a title? C.E.O. Since it's your own company, you can be whatever the fuck you want. You're the the chief strength officer. I kind of made you that. So we just CSO for you. That's pretty retarded. I want to be <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> the chairman of the board, which we don't have. There's no board. There's no the board. CEO. Do and LLCs the have CEOs? I think you're the CEO and yeah. president. President and CEO. You, you definitely want to have a president and a CEO. And in the U.S., we make that role the same person for some reason. In Europe, it's separate. Ah. Um, an LLC needs those people when it's of a certain size. The, the funny part, though, is when a, a tiny company has all these people with the giant titles, yeah. you know? Well, they're just, you know, what we call that is masturbation. Yeah. Yes. And pretending. Yes. You know. Well, same thing. Right. right. One and yep. the same. Those are synonyms. Indeed. So uh, the reason we've got Ray on here today is we're going to talk about kind of a kind of an important topic today and i've invited ray to talk to us about this because of his wealth of experience in the business community uh we're going to talk about the labor market just in general today now those of you that are not interested in the labor market just turn the shit off i understand (laughs) we're not going to talk about covid we're not going to well we (laughs) sideways way there's no choice but to talk about that but we're not going to talk about uh we're not going to talk about uh training we're probably not going to talk about about squats we're not going to be in our lane no we're going to be out of our lane all day and those of you that like lanes you know then just turn this off because i don't want to hear your bullshit you know human beings only have one lane yeah right yep you should know that by now did you know that jackie gleason jackie gleason you remember jackie gleason i do jackie gleason had a completely separate career as a as a music producer oh i didn't know that he produced a series of albums his first easy listening album and he didn't perform on it he just he just put the record together and put the talent together and chose the songs and all of a sudden just produced this record it was on the billboard top 100 chart for 158 weeks no shit 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. This is back in the early 60s. See if he would have stayed in his lane. See if he'd have stayed in his lane as Ralph Cramden. Never would have made the Billboard Top 100. But, you know, back then, they didn't have comments from from the heat heaters to remind Jackie Gleason to stay in his lane. Right. You just did something, and if people liked it, they paid you money. Yeah. And you didn't have to listen to haters. Right. You didn't have to listen to haters. Do you know Hedy Lamarr? You remember the beautiful actress, the Hedy name, Lamar? I don't remember. I can't see her in my – I can't remember what she looks like. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Look her up on YouTube uh, images. Hedy Lamar, H-E-D-Y-L-A-M-A-R-R, Hedy Lamar. Gorgeous woman. Fabulous actress from the 50s. Oh, 60s. yeah, yeah. You, you've seen her. I yeah. know you've seen her. She's gorgeous. Uh Back during the 40s, this is a brilliant woman. She was an inventor, had some command of electronics, that sort of thing. She collaborated on a a, a deciphering device for German yes, code. Yes, I remember hearing about this. She didn't stay in her lane. Now, what would her lane have been, you stupid pieces of shit? Her lane would have been bimbo. Right? Had she stayed in her bimbo lane, you know, things would have been different. Right? But it's very effective. She didn't. Because telling people to stay in their lane is very effective. Because what does that telling imply? Telling people to stay in their lane is an indicator of your extremely low intelligence. That's all it is. And, it's, uh, um, it's a way to get people to have allegiance to the authorities. Right. Yeah. So so You're only lame. the experts get to have an opinion. Right. If you're an expert and you disagree with that opinion, um, well, then you're ostracized. Right. If you're not an expert and you disagree with the opinion, well, then you're a fool and you need to stay in your lane. Um, and this is all very clever. So this, this enables the people in charge to decide who an expert right. is and to decide which narrative is approved or not and then to spread that across social media and get people to parrot it. Right. And this is relevant to our conversation because this is uh, the reason why we're in the situation that we're in is due in part to, to factors like that. Have you noticed how well Anthony Fauci has stayed in his lane? Yeah. Thank God for that. Well, and it's. it's I wonder how many people uh, uh, still uh, think Fauci is a credible source. I think a source. lot. I think a, a lot, lot of people, a lot of stupid people, yeah. all the Democrats. Yeah. Do. The the staying in your lane thing is a is a great way for actually stupid people, who are not qualified to have an opinion on on much, to feel like they can take down uh, somebody who's much more intelligent than them, uh, who has yep. a better grasp yep. of of things than they do. Right. So all you got to say is, well, what do you know? How many? Did you hear how many lot? Olympic lifters have you sent to the right. to the Olympics? To the Olympics. Did the you same hear number as you. <clears throat> Right. Did you hear that last Fauci quote where he says, I represent science? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. I represent I, science. I, I represent science. That's like Barack Obama referring to referring to it as my military. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Jesus. My military. <laughs> oh, fuck. If we had a... If we had a functioning government, 
if someone in charge of uh, public health said that my word is science, or if you disagree with me, you disagree with science, which clearly indicates, clearly contradicts what the definition of science is, then that person would be removed from their position. The person but would that, be walked out to the parking lot is what would right. have happened. Right. You know. Yep. I, I mean, in a, in a credible organization, that person would have been walked. Now, you've got five minutes to clean out your desk, and let's take you to your car. I need your keys. No, I need all of your keys, and let's let's go. That's what would have happened. Yep. Uh, but that, like, that like anybody, I mean, had that person been working for a private corporation, that's what would have happened. You say something stupid like that, it indicates, yeah. uh, you know, that you've got several important shortcomings, right? And you need to be out of the organization. 100%, because there's accountability. Because if you don't do your job well, then people have negative consequences. The company doesn't perform, and we can't have that. In the private right. sector, there are consequences. Yes. Um, and what a lot of people may not realize is that if you're running a business, if you're running a modern business, you are performing science. You have a hypothesis about a way you can solve a problem with a product or a service. You test your hypothesis for hopefully as inexpensively and quickly as possible. Um, and then you prove the hypothesis or you don't. And if you do, you have a successful company, uh, potentially. And if you don't, well, then you got to keep trying. And if an executive at a, a tech company, let's say, because tech companies are best at this, this is what they do, this is baked into how they operate. If the, an executive at a tech company said, uh, what I say is correct about the nature of how well this product or service fits this group of people, period. And you dis if you disagree with me, you disagree with business, that person would be a laughing stock. Yes. Um, and if they performed the way bureaucrats perform, um, that would that would not stand for very long. No, and that, that's, and, that, that, let's look at what bureaucracy is for just a second. Bureaucracy, whether it's in the government or whether it's at General Motors or Motorola or BlackBerry, bureaucracy is a way to perform in in a job and achieve a paycheck while being absolved of actual responsibility for what you do. The, That's exactly right. Yeah. The, the, the responsibility is so thoroughly fragmented, it's always possible to blame somebody else for it. And that's what, that's what happens every hour of the day in a bureaucracy. And, uh, and I, I, Ray knows this firsthand. That tell us, let's, you know, just to get this on the table, uh, where have you worked? You mentioned BlackBerry. So I worked at BlackBerry from 2007 to 2012. Um, I ran Australia and New Zealand for them. I'm glad I don't live there anymore. Prior to that, I was running various markets in Southeast Asia. Um, and then I worked for California for those guys before that. Um, big company-wise, it's them and Verizon Wireless that I worked for, and then a bunch of smaller companies, both private and public. But bureaucracy is absolutely the enemy. I mean, you mentioned Motorola. And just to give you an idea of how silly this stuff can be, uh, one of my distribution partners in Indonesia was required to take a shipment of Motorola units one quarter with no battery and no back covering because 
the public company needed to hit a sales target that they committed to. So short-term thinking and doing things that don't make any sense. And it wasn't just Motorola. It's been almost 10 years now, so I'll, I'll tell some BlackBerry stories. But uh, at one point in time, we had paid $1 million, somewhere to the, to the tune of a $1 million, for a private plane to ship one final shipment of BlackBerry to Singapore. Um, we did not make money on that shipment. And that, that ate into the margin on the, on the rest of the units that we shipped for the entire quarter. But we were beholden to the rules. And, and that's, the, that's the real problem with a bureaucracy. In a bureaucracy, you have a set of rules, and you're required to follow those rules whether or not they make sense. Bureaucracy has a set of rules. Um, we see this as starting strength gyms. So in Orlando, I just told you this earlier today, but for the sake of the audience's entertainment, in Orlando, they were meant to get their certificate of occupancy this past Monday, so yesterday. The fire inspector comes in, takes a look at the roof, and fails them. The ceiling. They never inside changed the, the roof. gym, right? They they took a look at the at the ceiling inside the gym, and uh, they failed them because two of the sprinklers were too close together. They didn't change the ceiling. They didn't change the sprinkler system. This was this was a layout that had been approved by the prior inspector. So now it's not approved. And and is it not approved because there's a fire hazard? Well, no, it's not approved because it doesn't meet the rule. So, right. so a bureaucracy is a set of rules, and it does not matter how it affects you personally. No. It's, it's the yeah. same as a cholesterol number on a test right. at your doctor's office. Does, a high, does 240 cholesterol mean that you've got heart disease? No, nothing of the sort. It just means that the test came back and says you have 240. Now, they interpret that as too high a number. Not that anything is wrong with having 240, but, but that if they tell you that it's too high and you need to do something about it, they are following the rules. Yep. yep. And therefore, since those rules have been followed, they are not responsible for anything bad that might happen thereafter. That's because right. it's the rule they're hiding behind. It's the same thing. Exactly the and, same and thing. This is the problem with our medical system at the moment. Um, everybody is, uh, you know, physicians are practicing based on um, ranges, based on reference ranges. So if your physician um, is a checklist doctor, right, and is treating you based on how well you fit into the, the paradigm, the rule set, and not treating you as an individual, that's a big problem. Um, back to the point of bureaucracy. There's this, this iron law of bureaucracy by this guy named Jerry uh, Pornell. So the iron law states that there will be two people, two types of people involved in a bureaucracy. First are those that believe in the aims of the organization because there are good people that want to do good things that don't understand that, that a bureaucracy is almost never the right solution to the problem. And these people are often in these organizations at the beginning. And then there's the second group of people. And the second group of people always displace the first group. The second group of people 
exist to further the aims of growing the scope and the power of the bureaucracy itself. Um, and then also to, to expand their own personal gain, notoriety. You can see this in every government organization. And th this is basically the, the definition of corruption. And what this iron law states is that the, the fundamental nature of bureaucracy means that it will become corrupt. It will become corrupt. Um, and a lot of smart people, yeah, and a lot of smart people from a long time ago that founded this country recognize that. And uh, that's why American values used to include trying to limit government as much as possible because it's viewed as a necessary evil. And if the power expands too much, well, we're in the situation that we're in now. And there are four-year-old kids wearing masks and booster shots being approved for 17-year-old males. Right. Right. Yes, utter, absolute illogic. The facts, although interesting, are irrelevant. Well, and, and here in 2020. Yeah, and to stay on topic, the uh, you've got uh, help wanted signs at every single business. Every building with a door has got a help wanted sign. You've on. got Chick Fil A paying sixteen dollars an hour or some shit like that. You know, in, for a kid in, to in take a, a sack out to in a an car, outburger you know. starting at fifteen bucks. You know, it's just it's just insane. And you know, guess what happens to the price of chicken and hamburgers? You know, it's this is we're in such a fucking mess right now and you know this is one of the things we wanted to talk about today is the is the labor market what what is going the fuck on here because i you know what do you it, what it you've got a lot of experience in dealing with this kind of shit and i don't you know i've been self-employed for 45 years and uh you know, I don't really have a lot of experience in either managing employees or being an employee and being managed myself. So, I, you know, all I can do is look at this from the outside and, and draw some conclusions, but they may or may not be valid. So talk to us about this, because this, this has to be on everyone's mind, Ray. This is, uh, we're in a situation now where... Uh, you know, people, we, we, we can't see the end of this. You know, you, we don't know what's going to happen over the next two or three years. We have no idea. You know? That's for sure. That's for sure. And this there, thing could the, turn to absolute and complete societal collapse. It could. You know, I, I don't know if that's I an don't know that it will, but it could. Yeah. I could see yeah. a scenario in which we've got hyperinflation and, you know, a cheeseburger is not $8, it's $80. You know, I can see that. It's happened before. It has. I know a guy who lived in Argentina during the collapse. He worked at a bank. They shut down, they took up money for themselves, and they stopped dispensing cash. So this is stuff that can happen. Will it happen here? I don't know. To answer your question about the job market, though, I don't have any clue what's going on. Your guess is as good as mine. And, and the reason I say well, that is... Well, thanks for joining us today <laughs> on Starting Drink, right? <laughs> but, but nobody does, Rip. Nobody does, right? So, so here's the point. In, in May of last year, I, I wrote an article on your website called We Will Not Comply. And in that article, I wrote that 
an economy is an, a living organism that is so thoroughly complex that if you fuck with it, you are going to have unintended consequences. Absolutely. And, and that is what we're seeing now. You know, anybody who has ever read uh, any of the classical Austrian economics writers like Hayek or von Mises understands that an economy is as complicated an organism as a living animal. It's a physiology. It's that it's it's so complicated that you don't know what all of the variables are. And if you leave the market alone, it's fine. It takes care of itself through the price supply demand equation, right? Everything is managed just fine. But when for political reasons, because you want to stay in office, you decide to print $3 trillion out of thin air and mail it out to everybody at the House. There are going to be consequences to that activity. And you are either too stupid to understand that or you just don't care. Now, I don't one know which other. one we're in right now. Yeah, it's one know. or the other. It's one of the two, though. It's yeah. one of the two because of the effects of because the the terrible downstream effects of making it unnecessary for people to go to work and produce things. Now we don't have those things those people would have produced. Would and you, we're seeing that now. Yeah. And would you, uh, would you I say, was called an alarmist when I wrote that article. Yeah. You know. Ray, would you, would you say that it's uh, – I mean, it seems to me like there's kind of a perfect storm of shit going on, right? So lockdowns, uh, unemployment, and checks going out. But then you've also got these – you know, what happened during the lockdown? Everybody who had a small business was closed, but Amazon and Walmart <clears throat> and Target right. uh, kept – they stayed open. They kept, kept employing people. But those companies have traditionally just treated people like absolute shit. So there's that other factor, right? So there's – there's the the complete lack of of uh, of loyalty to your employer because they just have treated you like shit for yeah. the last five years. I mean, Amazon just has a revolving door of employees. You know, they don't care. They they're just you know you're cannon fodder. They just throw you in there. Good luck. I I don't think they expect people to stay for more than three months. You know, uh, so that that's got to be a factor too. You got you've got a a, a weekly salary versus three four five hundred dollars of unemployment. And that unemployment check's not going to make up for what you can make actually working, right? <clears throat> no. But no, at some wrong. point, there's a calculation wrong. there that says, I'm going to stay home, fuck that job, and I'm going to I'm gonna just tough it out at $300 yeah. a week. I mean, if they've pissed you off sufficiently to where you don't want to go to work anyway. Right. And the only reason you're going to work is because you have to. Well, the Brandon administration's check just fixed it up so exactly. you don't have to go to work. Exactly. Right. And so you're not. So all of the shit that you would have done at work didn't get done. Yep. Now, right. economy-wide, what does that translate to? Supply chain disruption. Right. Right? Now, a 12-year-old can understand this. Yep. Okay? Yep. I mean, you have to have it explained to him. But it's it, this is not a difficult concept to understand. This is just the, the consequences of of fixing it up so that people don't have to be productive to have money. Right? Yep. Now, yep. what are the the long-term consequences of that are the debt, 
that at this point seems to be just a fiction. You know, what is what does the thirty-three trillion dollar national debt even mean? Bottom line is that uh, if you've got the economy artificially perturbed uh, because of manufactured fear of a disease that isn't any worse than any other disease that doesn't go around every winter. I mean, that's the facts. That's the numbers on this. But you decided to go ahead and play your little games with this economy and just see what you can get done with it. Because that's what's happened. I mean, this is the flu. We've had the flu as long as we've been humans. We get sick, we get better. We get sick, some of us who are already very sick die. But this year, we decided that everybody has to be deadly afraid. we got to put masks on our three-year-old children and, you know, fuck them up the rest of their lives. Making them afraid of every piece of human interaction that little kids need to learn. And uh, making everybody afraid to leave the house. Telling everybody that if you get COVID, there's a 50% chance that you're going to die. Everybody that gets COVID goes to the hospital. Tell them all these bald-faced fucking lies. That they're not intelligent enough to, to, to sort through themselves to understand that's just not true. All right? But that's, that's the reality of the situation. And then you create that climate, and then you mail them money to stay home. And you just tack that money onto the national debt. I, I can think of about 10 adverse effects of that behavior. And yet no one gives a shit. Yep. No one cares about the effects that that behavior has had on society. In fact, there are people that <clears throat> there are entities that benefit from that level oh, sure. of, of disruption. And again, coming back to the WalMarts and Amazons of the world, they can tolerate that level of disruption, and in fact, may benefit from it. Right? I mean, yep. <clears throat> this will result. And and one of the things that I hear people say is, you know, this is uh, this is a temporary problem. It's going to result in higher wages across the board. Not realizing that higher wages means higher prices, of course. Yeah, right? Of course. But but still, who 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 can tolerate that? level of increase in pay and who who's going to benefit ultimately is is the amazons of the world you know uh, sure right. the mid-sized and small companies uh, can't compete and uh and they're going to close just like just like the lockdown you know, this is all conspiracy theory shit but just like the lockdowns you know you, you you screw every small business in the world and only leave open the giant mega corporations. Well, well that's not even that's not conspiracy theory. That's what occurred. That's exactly what occurred, right? That's what occurred. But for some reason, when you talk about this stuff, it's like, well, that's it's, crazy. Well, that's conspiracy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That didn't that, happen. Yeah. Well, actually, it did. Where were you that you don't understand that that's what happened? All right. Now you go out here to Scott's Drive-In, and there's a sign on the door where they're starting people at fifteen dollars an hour. What do you think that does to the price of their cheeseburgers? This is, once again, this is 12-year-old kid shit. Okay? 12-year-olds can understand this. All right? All you have to do is explain it to them. You know, what's a dollar? What's a dollar mean, you know? What it's it's a unit of value, right? Well, if you artificially make things 
more expensive by paying people to not do jobs, to not do productive work. Then everything gets expensive, everything gets scarce, and the money that you printed up out of thin air gets put on a ledger that's going to have an effect at some point later on down the road on the value of everything. Now, this yep. is just... It's pretty you know, basic. I, 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 it, it's pretty basic. It really is. This, you don't have People to are, are too wade far through from reality, the entire though. text of von Mises' book, great book, Socialism. You don't, have to, you don't have to do that to understand this. All right. It's worse than being paid to stay home. In preparation for this conversation, I called a couple of buddies that run companies. One has a couple of retail shops. In California, the government paid people more money to stay at home more money to stay at home right so his his quote to me was i can't compete with the government paying them more than i can pay them to do nothing right what does that do right yeah um, i mean it's just you know what kind of idiot doesn't understand the harm being done here you know you've got and how does the state of california afford to do that and why would they afford to do that now, the ostensible yeah, what's, what's the the excuse would be we don't want them out of the house because it, COVID's going to kill everybody's ass, right? Well, that's patently false. Yep. It's always it's been Florida. false. It was obviously false from May of 2020. It was, it was provably false that it was going to kill everybody's ass, all right? And the numbers that we've collected since then – have reinforced that idea, and that's that's just all there is to it. But if the if the state of California decides they'd rather have you in the house than at work doing something productive, you know. And, and the bigger picture is, if it was really that bad, you wouldn't need to mandate anything. You wouldn't need to mandate anything, anything, no. right? No. If you. If everybody around you was dropping dead, you would probably stay home. Right. If uh, if you went to work and all your coworkers died, you'd probably stop going to work. And they wouldn't have uh, to mandate a vaccine for it either, would they? And then and then if your buddies that were taking the vaccine had a much better outcome, you'd go and get the vaccine. Right. It's as simple as that. Of course. Right. But you've yeah. noticed that they haven't had a much better outcome. Right? You've noticed that all of the data from heavily vaccinated countries versus countries with low vaccination rates demonstrate conclusively that the vaccine doesn't help and probably hurts everybody's ass. Right? Yeah, I mean, my, my point was, on this is... This is not the, the, debatable. These the, are the, the burden numbers. of proof. The burden of proof is on, is on the person making the claim. So if your claim to me is that the vaccine is effective. First of all, let's define the problem. What problem are you trying to solve? Bureaucracy doesn't give a fuck that I'm 36 years old and I'm healthy. Um, the, the policy applies to me whether I like it or not, right? Um, so this is, just, uh, this is just so thoroughly... I mean, when I said I, I don't know what the fuck is going on, I don't. There's just It's too complicated. Um, we are now seeing the effects of these unintended consequences. I wrote about it in that article. Um, supply chain whip is really hard to even out. Um, you know, 4.4 million people quit their job last month, a record. Uh, and the prior record was the, was the month prior. Um, 
And how could they afford to do that? Well, I've got a you stat know? here. I, 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 so check this out. Pre-pandemic household savings in the U.S. was around $1 trillion. And by April, it was $5 trillion. <laughs> so you get a whole bunch of free money and you've, you've uh, you know, you've got, you have options now, right? And, op and options are good. Um, but, but if you allow the government to have that level of control over the economy, if you can conduct business, um, if you're able to participate in commerce, if you, if you allow the government to have that level of control over society, it is, it is a recipe for disaster. We've seen this time and time again. And on your thread, which I think is almost at 3 million views, if you guys watching haven't checked out this thread on, on the Starting Strength Forum, go take a look. Um, this is basically where all of this information is, uh, is posted and, and, and curated because there aren't many places you can go online anymore no, to aren't. get access to this kind of information. It's all so tightly controlled. Uh, but in that thread, uh, a few people were talking about this book called Mao's Great Famine. So if you, want, if you want a lesson in why you don't let the government take control, right? Because we've, we've established what a government is. It's a bureaucracy. We've established what the downsides are of a bureaucracy. And if you give that level of control over your personal well-being to a bureaucracy, the recipe is disaster. So how, how did that situation in, in China happen? How did Mao become the greatest mass murderer in the history of the world? He tried to control the economy. He tried to control nature. Um, all of his uh, all of his lieutenants out in the field were required to report back on rice production, and if they reported anything other than what he wanted to hear, their lives and their families' lives were at risk. So the whole thing began operating on bullshit, which is what happens in in bureaucracies. Um, that led up to people not having a clear view on reality. Does that ring a bell to what's happening now? <laughs> and then decisions were being made on data that was bad, and the result of that was massive famine, starvation, and death. So, so if, you, if you think that a bureaucracy gives a fuck about you, I don't know how you came to that conclusion. And if you're not actively pushing back against bureaucracy taking more control over your life, then you're part of the problem. And, and if, if you think that the short-term benefit of just complying temporarily is actually worthwhile long-term, you're not thinking about the long term. You know, the TSA is never going away. The Patriot Act is never going away. You mentioned earlier, Rip, that in Australia, the uh, equivalent of their FBI can now do warrantless wiretaps. Well, America has been leading the way in that for, you know, over a decade. Yes, um, and that's never going that away. Latent, has it? Right, right, right. That's never going away. So, so if you adopt a vaccine passport and you tell the government, um, I will allow you to dictate what I'm able to do with my life, then we're all going to live in communist China with the social credit system and having to access goods and services through the app that they define, which is a horrible, horrible outcome. And this is all tied together. This all has to do with what you do in your job. And, and for the 4.4 million of you that quit last month because you're tired of this bullshit and you're not willing to, to put up with it, good for you, good for you. And for those of you that are looking for jobs, um, we're hiring, you know. Rip and I were just talking about this earlier today. 32 hour a week job, um, up to 80, $85,000 a year for a head coach. Um, don't need to wear a mask. We're not gonna ask you to do anything that's not in the job description. We are not, we, we our, our company and the small companies that exist in our franchise system um, 
we do not exist to do the government's bidding. We refuse to be the enforcement arm of, of the government's random policies don't actually make any sense and are harmful to society. And that's, that's a good place to be. We're hearing this all the time. We're hearing this from people that um, are interested in buying a franchise. We're hearing from, from senior people that have options in life that all of a sudden don't have as many options. So why is that? Do you want to be an executive at a tech company right now? Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to work in retail right now? Do you want to work in hospitality right now? Is, is there a single uh, category? Is there a single line of business, um, industry, or job level that's not completely fucked up right now? No. All not. of them are affected by government overreach. Every 100%. 100%. And, uh, so, and we are not. And, and just those of you that are, uh, that are worried about this, I've, I've seen this, this concern expressed. We will not ever be a bureaucracy. We will not be a bureaucracy. We will never be publicly owned. We will never have stockholders. Yep. We, will, we will not have an IPO. We will never have a board of directors. We will never have a bureaucracy. This company will never be that big. Nope. And nope. It just, the, it's not going to happen. It's not good because the, the, the people in charge of it know the problem, and we're not going to let it occur. I've been I've been in the thick of it. I'm just not interested in doing that for a living anymore. No, I'm not interested in nonsense. I'm not interested in people posturing and trying to protect their careers and their paychecks instead of trying to do what their job title um, requires that they do. Um, I'm tired of politics. You know what I want to do is do work that I enjoy with people that I enjoy working with. And, and provide something of value to other people. Isn't and, it um, interesting, Ray, that people in a bureaucracy learn to lie? They, it is one of the most critical skills of functioning in a bureaucracy, is the ability to say what is necessary to say, whether it is true or not. Especially in the age of political correctness. Yes. And this is, this is another factor playing into the job market. A close friend of mine is, is Steph-level intelligent. I mean, he's bright. Right. Um, he works for a large company. I won't say which one. One of the biggest. Worth over a trillion dollars. Well, he is one of the of few those, people. So. There aren't many of those. That narrows it down. Uh, he's one of the few people that actually knows the way things work. Down to the very, like a Ben type of guy, right? Right. And he has to sit through meetings. Um, and just for the record, I'm a, I'm a Jew, so don't let the haircut fool you. But he has to sit through, sit through meetings uh, where he's being told that they want the company to be less white and less male. What is he to make of that? I, I Who's going know. to replace him, you know? I don't know. I mean, you know, this is why I no longer do business with Coca-Cola. Right. I've, I've switched over to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> because I'm not going to attempt to be less white because I don't see the point in being less white uh, and, and, and this I'm is going to be I'm not going to be talked to like that right and and just the fact that we're having to have this conversation means that they're winning this is such a joke yeah. you know we've we've uh we should be past the whole 
immutable characteristics are important thing in life, right? Um, but we're not, and that's the narrative. And and I, you know, we can speculate about what the hell's going on because this whole job thing fits into the COVID thing, fits into the broader culture thing. Um, but the the fact that that we're so divided right now, and that seems like um, that's the motivation of some of the people in charge. The only the only thing that I can point to where all this makes sense is that advertising is the problem. So hear me out. We're all scared of AI, and if you're not, you should be. Artificial um, intelligence. Artificial intelligence. So my point of view is that the AI have already won because how do people get programmed? How do people, when, when people parrot the same line, you know, you wake up one day and everyone's saying Omicron or whatever it is. It happens overnight. <laughs> Over, literally two overnight. days is all it took. Right. right. How, how does that happen? It ha happens from the media that they consume, social media and traditional media. What is in charge of serving those messages to the people receiving those messages? An algorithm that nobody actually truly knows how it works. An artificially intelligent algorithm that's been designed to engage you. Now, what's the problem if you design something that's just, the, the only parameter is engagement. Well, the problem is it functions just like a bureaucracy. There's a, there's a tight parallel between bureaucracies and algorithms. They work much in the same way. It's a program that's executed, and whatever the consequences are, it's irrelevant. Right. So what I mean by it's, saying that is... It's a soulless thing. It's completely soulless, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the unintended consequences are, what the casualties are. So when you see something in your Facebook feed, when you see a news story, that's not designed to inform you. That's not designed to educate you. That's designed to engage you. And you are the product and you are valuable because if you can be engaged, you can be served ads. And if you can be served ads, you can be monetized. So artificial intelligence is using the platforms that exist to monetize your attention all over the world. And this isn't news, but we're all falling for it in real time. And we're all getting pissed off at each other with, for, for you know, these issues that don't matter. And, and beyond that, ideologies that used to be foolish and uh, niche are now mainstream. You know, like this critical race theory stuff being pushed in public schools. And it's just, um, like Nick said earlier, it's, it's just the perfect storm of fucked up variables. And we're, we're looking at the symptoms of it. Uh, and it's, it's really hard to understand the true scope of what's going on and why. Well, and the reason it's so hard to understand the true scope of this is because none of it makes any fucking sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And intelligent people try to make sense of the things that they receive as data. Right? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, to, to a, a perfect example is this, is this vaccine mandate push that all the governments all over the world... Are, are, are making when the data clearly shows that the more vaccinated you are, the more vaccinated your country, your society is, the higher the rate of infection with COVID-19 or 22 or whatever it is now, right? The higher the rate of infection. You look at all of the data from all of the small countries, right, that are that are plugged into this vaccine thing, right? And you look at everybody in the hospital over there, and they've all been vaccinated. 
Well, what's a vaccine supposed to do? Well, it's not doing that, is it? Yet, you have to get the vaccine. Now, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make logical sense. Why would I want to take a, a injection that makes me more likely to have to go to the hospital instead of less likely to go to the hospital? To solve a problem that you may not have, that may not apply to you. That's right. That, that these may not, if don't you care are 35 you. years old and you get this shit, you'll be sick with it about 15 hours and then you're fine. All right. You're not at risk. You're taking a risk by trying in your little tiny brain to prevent a risk. Right. right. And, and you're, I understand what you've been told. It's wrong. You've heard of that happening, haven't you? Right. You've heard of wrong things being being told to you well this is an example of that all right and it's i'm sorry it's your responsibility to sort through these things it's your responsibility because they have another agenda now we don't know what the hell it is you know i've seen a lot of people speculate on what the hell they think it is but i'm not sure that i know because it makes so little logical sense that there has to be a different agenda going on here that we don't understand. Now, I'm not, this is not conspiracy theory. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know what it is because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for a 35-year-old parent to get their 5-year-old kid vaccinated against a disease that cannot possibly affect them adversely. But you did it anyway. And why did you do it? Because you were told to by someone you perceived as an authority. Right? You've you outsourced were, your risk assessment to a bureaucracy. Right. Right. It, and who, we've has talked a, about who has a different agenda than you do. The bureaucracy right. doesn't care about your five-year-old kid. They could care less if your five-year-old kid died because a bureaucracy is a soulless algorithm. They don't care. They exist for the purpose of not being responsible. And you have mistaken their directions for, for goodness. That's your fault. That's your fault. If you allow your children to be vaccinated against a disease that doesn't affect children and the child has pericarditis and he dies. Ray, I, I, I hate to say this, but this is rather Darwinian, isn't it? I mean, that's it kind is, of taking out the right gene pool, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I, I hate that. That. That makes me hurt to say that. But, God damn it, you're supposed to be smarter than that. Yep. If you've looked at this at all, you know that this disease does not affect children. It doesn't affect them. But you also know, if you've looked at it, that the vaccination, quote-unquote, does affect children at a wildly disproportionate rate. Than the disease does. 
Now, you, you can find people that'll say that's all bullshit, but it's not bullshit. Look at the numbers. I'm sorry, that means you have to count, doesn't it? It means you've got to deal with some data. It means you have to go out of your lane, right? Since you're not a scientist like Dr. Fauci is. You have to go out of your lane. You have to look at these things. And you have to make decisions because you are responsible for your children. Okay, the government's not responsible for your children. You know how you know that? Who has to pay for their funeral? Now, you know, suck on that a while, okay? Who pays for the kid's funeral? You or the NHS? NIH, FDA, who pays for the funeral? You do, because it's your kid, all right? Anything that splits I, out along along very clear political lines, um, <clears throat> you know, right or left, you should be you should be immediately skeptical, you know. And this is something that, uh, and it's uh, it's real fucking scary to see people just jumping onto a uh, onto a very uh, a very solid and clear position just because of who said something or who they believe thinks a certain way, right? So. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, and it's it's completely transparent when you look at, you know, <clears throat> simple example is, you know, Trump starts talking about the vaccine in October and these motherfuckers on Twitter and shit are like, I'm never taking the Trump vaccine. Uh, right? Our brilliant vice president, Kamala Harris. And then in January, you know, what what was it? She, she, if Trump, if Trump wants me to take the vaccine, I won't take. It. Yeah. And then in January, everybody's like, get the vaccine. She's an office shit office, you know. Yeah, you're irresponsible if you don't. And it and it goes both ways, right? It goes both ways. It's just so transparent. It's just you know. But we're talking now about people that to to whom this is not transparent. Well, and my my point is that if if you're going to take the next step and apply that shit to your children, um, you should you should take a step back and, and think about what you're doing. You know, if you're capable of doing so, if you're so if if you're so thoroughly brainwashed. Look, Trump bears responsibility for this. Fuck yeah, he does. You know, you know, absolutely. He's the one to push the vaccine through, because the vaccine, because he's not a biologist. He doesn't know anything about this. He's just, you know, he thought he was probably doing the right thing, but he listened to the wrong fucking people. He was doing the politically was the, expedient thing, like that all was these the biggest problem doing. of the Trump administration. He didn't know who to listen to, and you can look at personnel appointments for four years. And see that very very thing happen over and over again. He made serious mistakes in who he hired and who he listened to. And this was probably the most serious mistake of all. The vaccines. You know. Yep, you know I like the Trump issue. administration. I like two uh, you know, three and a half percent unemployment. I like dollar eighty seven diesel. I liked all of these things. I like you know, the immigration problem solved. But no, no administration is flawless. Can't happen. And he's, he had serious, serious flaws. I think he fucked up yeah. on some pretty serious goddamn things. He really including did, Including yes. his handling of, and, and it's, you know, it's it, tough to do at the time, politically expedient, all that shit. But uh, this, is, this was real fucking important. You know, he, uh, 
this vaccine thing and then yes. uh you know all the second amendment shit the second amendment is in the fucking garbage directly as a result of donald trump you know um yeah in it in in terms of the the legal situation but by the same token we have 400 million guns we do yeah and we're not giving them back yep i mean we can see australia you know we're looking at you australia you've been very instructive Yep. So, and if you if you mention that that might be the outcome, where you have containment camps for the unvaccinated, six months ago, you'd be called a crazy conspiracy, a crazy theorist. person. And there yeah. are people in trucks headed to them now in Australia, and people yep. closing their ears and shutting their eyes and saying, "No, that's not happening." I mean, there's pictures, here. there's pictures of it in happening, videos of the people being rounded up yeah. and hauled off. You know, and I, you know, we've seen this before, haven't we? Haven't we? Well, bro, we you know, you now you people can deny this if you want to, but this, this, this has happened before, and it didn't end well before, and it's not going to end well this time. Yep. So. And that's actually the 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 broader point here. The broader point is, you cannot continue to let the government be your parent where they say do this because i said so that's not the way this should work if they continue to test the amount of power they can take based on that premise and you fall for it every single time where, where's your where's your boundary so for those of you that haven't drawn a line in the sand yet where's that line going to be and back to rip's point about what's happened in in the past you know specifically in germany the people that failed to draw a line in the sand do you think they regretted that when they finally got around to drawing that line in the sand? Do you think that maybe they thought that they should have drawn one sooner? So, you know, you know and th this is this is especially important for people that lead organizations. Look, this this sloppy of thinking doesn't does not fly in business. I if you lead in an organization, I know this, you know this, you cannot think that sloppily and run a successful business. Uh, by which I mean. Just take people's claims at face value, um, believe people's assertions, you know, take, take the, the standard narrative, swallow it, and then make decisions based upon that. That is not a rigorous analysis. So if you agree to be the enforcement arm of the government and you know that what's being done is unjust and it negatively affects the people that rely on you because you are a leader, you are in a position of leadership, people depend on your ability to make sound decisions. If you run an organization and you enforce a vaccine mandate, you don't care who it harms, you don't care what it means for that person, you don't care if, if um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, if you're trying to get pregnant, you can get an exclusion, for example, but for the most part, it's, it's a damn algorithm, as we've said. So if you lead an organization and you function as the enforcement arm of the government, you are complicit and you are causing harm. And this is the time to take a position. This is the time to put your foot down and say no. And if enough of us do that, then we win. It's a simple well, numbers game. And, and, and you're speaking to the leaders of these, of these corporations, leaders of these organizations. Let's talk to the employees. Well, that, that's exactly right, because the you problem know? is that, you know, we, we're talking about bureaucracy, but you, the, the large corporations operate exactly the same way. So when we say bureaucracy, it's not just 
the federal and state governments and local governments. It's also the giant corporations. They Public oper- companies. They, they operate exactly the same way. Um, and in no fact, skin in the game. Yeah, and in fact, there there there's no difference. There's no there's hardly any separation between the federal government and, and these massive companies. And right? GM, it's, for it's example, the same thing. They function the same exactly thing. the same. Right. Yep. You know, yep. I got a buddy that or worked Facebook. for GM for you know GM and subsidiaries for 35 years. And, and, and you know, they there is zero difference in the net effect of working for the Department of Justice and General Motors. Right. You know, There's the, just not any goddamn difference because you can't be fired. Yeah. Except, you know, for, you know, if somebody finds you know, pictures of you raping your grandson, that kind of shit, that's, Jesus you know, Christ. they could, yeah, they'll, they'll get rid of you for that. But well, they'll just move you, you, you somewhere. Essentially, you can't fuck up enough to get they'll, fired. They'll give you they'll a just government move job. You around. They'll move you around. They'll move you around. Yeah. They'll get you out of the way, right. but they, they won't fire you. Yeah. You know, we were and and the genius thing that's happened. I, I forget who we were talking to about this, but you know, you you remember seven eight years ago the whole one percenter thing, you know the uh, all the the protests and stuff. Everybody hated the the everybody on the left hated the big corporations, and they've just adopted the language. Right. They've adopted the culture. And, and it's all bullshit. They don't give a fuck. Maybe. You know, they, Lululemon does not give two shits about your social situation they just want to make money and that's fine right right? that's fine that because that's what they that's what they exist for but uh but they've just co-opted this whole social deal and convinced all these kids that 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 they're on their side yeah right yeah that pfizer is on their fucking side (laughs) come on man How did like if how do we go into a, it's the biggest criminal how do, organization? How do we on get the to planet? this place? How do we get to this place where rage against the machine won't allow you to come to their concert if you're not vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they're so yeah, much sums it they're up. so alternative, right? <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Oh Jesus! The what fucking to the Italian mafia wishes they were as good at this right. as Pfizer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing organization. So, so I guess my point is that it's going to be real uncomfortable because you're up against, and it's easy for it's easy for me because I'm you know self-employed essentially. You know, we're here with Ripito and people who think the same and in the starting shrink gyms. But fuck, man, any other time in my life would have been real fucking hard. So this is why when we're talking to employees, we have to be really careful not to be hypocrites because we can't just say you all need to quit because that'd be making the same mistake that the bureaucracy makes. Instead, the message is different. What we're saying to employees is that if 40 percent of the nursing staff at the hospital leaves, the hospital closes. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is how unions accumulated power a hundred years exactly. ago. Exactly. Somebody got the bright idea that you know they can't operate Ford Motor Company. They can't operate the manufacturing line if everybody leaves, and we have quite a bit of power because they depend on us for their continued existence. Southwest now, that's was still it, true. Was it Southwest Airlines that all of those pilots said, "Fuck you guys, we're not taking that vaccine," and it caused chaos for what three days? 
and Southwest went back on that mandate and said, okay, we're not going to make you get vaccines. Yeah, because we want to continue in existence as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a company. And that is a direct testament to the power of, dare I say it, the strike. Something to consider, isn't it? Now, you know, I, I mean, even at a little bitty organization like ours, if these three idiots in this room <laughs> quit, we're, we're closed down. <laughs> we're closed down. Who are the idiots? Bree, Who Rusty. Who's the third? Uh, does this mean you're going to quit? <laughs> do, do I don't say it's me. We're starting the uh, the Asgard Workers of America. All three of you. Well, so the message should be. The message should be, um, your buddy Celeb says it best. You should always be creating options for yourself. Yep. If you're in a position where you have options, now it's the time to exercise those options for the sake of everyone's future. Yes. If you don't have those options, I can't blame you. You got to put food on the table, do what you got to do. Um, but this is a reminder for those that used to yep. criticize preppers, you know, some people might even have criticized Steph for not having all of her tech platforms associated with these giant companies that are activists and are willing to shut people down and silence free speech. But we've now seen what it means to not have options. So if you've set up your life or business in a way where you don't have options and you have to be subject to this stuff, well, you are a subject. Yeah. And that's something you should work as hard as you can as quickly as possible to fix. But on the other hand, if you've recognize this aspect of the game of life and you've created options for yourself and you have the ability to quit your job or go on strike if you can take that risk now is a time to take that risk because is, the government is not going to never stop been experiment. a clearer time in history for yep. you to exercise and and what does it mean to have the option to quit now this is, see this is something to think about do you have to work for amazon some people do. I mean, you well, know, no. But. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, we earlier said that every building with a door has got a sign right. on it that says help wanted. Yeah. You know, it's not like you don't have options. Right. It's, 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 what it means is this is the time to weigh those options. Yeah. Potentially. And get you may like right? the yeah. job you've right. got right now. In every, in everything about it, it's your career. You've been there 20 years. But these clowns have come in and told you that you have to take this vaccination. All right? You have to take this injection or you're gone. You've got a decision to make, don't you? Now, it's none of my business how you make that decision. I know how I would make it. But you may not have the same equation I do. But what I'm saying is, is this is the time to, to think about the equation, isn't it? This is the time when you have got to decide just exactly how big a plate of shit you will eat to stay in this job. And, I, you know. <clears throat> or how to set up your life going forward so you never have to do it again. Yes. You know? so, so this doesn't happen fuck, to you man. again. Yeah. And this is why the message appeals so well to the starting strength audience. 
because I don't like training. I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm sick of it. I don't either. I, I don't. I don't do it for fun. I, I do either. it because I look at the big picture and the long-term situation. And if I want to be in less pain and have fewer issues 20 years from now, I need to put in the work and do the hard thing right now. And we all understand this in this community. But unfortunately, our entire society operates on short-term thinking. And if you can avoid temporary discomfort, um, tell me the price and I'll do it without any view into what the long-term consequences are. That's, that's the, what they're looking at. It, I would rather get a $500 check from the government to sit on my ass on the couch than to get a $700 check for my employer for the week's work uh, and actually make something at his factory. Yep. Right. Well, all that shit that you don't make is now just comes right out of the supply chain. And that's right. The other people depend on that, and but but see, the government is just the, these people. The, there is no way to describe the contempt with which I hold the government of the United States. There is no word that I could tell you that would adequately describe the evil that these fuckers have wrought. They've destroyed people's lives. They've killed people. They've destroyed fortunes. They've destroyed careers. They've destroyed everything they've touched. And, and shifted the perception of what's normal, which is the most fucked up yep. thing. Yes. You know, my, <clears throat> my kids are growing up in this, in this fucked up world. Um, and you know it's it's never going to go back to whatever it was before. Now, those of us that were raised by people that grew up in the Great Depression understand that giant emotional disturbances like that are permanent. They make permanent changes in the brains of the people involved in it. If you survive, if I know you a guy survive. in Seattle, three people on his block committed suicide. How many people on that same block died of COVID? I don't know. Nobody. Um, nobody. That's how many may people. Not nobody. You know. Yep. And uh, it's just you know, man. I don't know. I remember growing up with these people, raised by my mom and dad that had grown up in the in the twenties and thirties, and they remember when they were little kids. You just didn't, you know. I, at the cafe, my dad, he would serve. It didn't bother him to serve a roll three times. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he sends the bread out. Can't waste. They it. didn't touch it. It comes back in. It goes back in the bread bin. Because you don't waste. You don't things. waste food. You don't waste food. You don't waste food because you might not have any. So you don't waste food. That was permanent permanent that's an important lesson that this generation hasn't learned myself no. included we live in a time of abundance we don't actually know what it means to be without right so so Hell, we so don't know the, what it means to be hot yeah no shit because we got air conditioning everywhere yeah. Yeah. if it's 73 degrees in my house when i'm sleeping i'm pissed <laughs> it's yeah. too fucking hot in here yeah it's amazing isn't it 
Absolutely amazing. I didn't have an air conditioner in my house until 1999. I lived in an old frame farmhouse for 23 years without an air conditioner. We just dealt with it. When I built the in place North, I'm in right now, in I finally Texas. had an air conditioner. God damn, in North Texas, that's rough. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> but you, I didn't know any better. Right. Right? I had a fan. You know, I remember coming into the house, and it's 88 degrees in the house, and it's time for me to go to sleep. I would throw water on the bed. <laughs> and I would get in the shower and not dry off. And go get into bed and lay under the fan and get enough <laughs> evaporative cooling on me to where I could go to sleep. And I might have to get up in the middle of the night and do it again. Wow. But it's, you know, I'm old. You know, you little snotty-nosed kids <laughs> don't understand this kind of thing. And that doesn't make me better than you, but, you know, it does make me, uh, it does give me a different perspective on things. It, you, it makes you better able to assess the risk. Yeah. Well, because um, I've seen the downside. That's right. Right. And it's not theoretical for you. No. You actually have a taste of what that means. Yes. And so that's a problem. What, what's the old saying? It's um, good times make soft men. Soft men make good times. Or make bad times, rather. So, so good times make soft men. Soft men make bad times. Bad, bad times, times make, make hard, hard men. Bit. Hard, hard men, men make good times. Make soft times. Right. Right. So it's a cycle. So we're now in the, the abundance part of the cycle. Right. All of the downsides are theoretical. When you say, no, no, you really don't want to give the government that much control. Um, people my age and younger don't understand what that means. You, Ina, you understand what that means. And this is not a left versus right thing. Go throughout history and look at a government that's taken complete control on either side of the political spectrum. It always ends in death, destruction, starvation, and poverty every single time so um rip th this is a timely podcast so i'm looking at my notes here the rule is december 6th if you're not va vaccinated you've got to wear a mask to work it's an osha requirement where is this and then G this is an osha requirement this is nationwide right. december 6th for companies but that's been stayed uh well, the the, the well, last I the last that I, was stayed okay i hope you're right yeah um wh whether it's stayed or not keep this in mind in case it goes through Keep, it, keep this in mind in case it goes through. January 4th, less than one month later, 84 million of you will be required to be vaccinated. Despite the fact that it makes it more likely that you will be sick, that it does no, nothing whatsoever to keep you out of the hospital, that it does nothing whatsoever to keep you from transmitting the virus. They've admitted all of this. Anytime, but it's still a mandate. But it, you a, see, the anytime the federal government says you are required, you should be fucking terrified. Because what if what yep. what's when the other team is in charge, right? The, when you disagree now with whatever the thing is, you're not going to be fucking happy, right? It's it's it. The precedent gets set, and then the precedent's there, and it doesn't ever go away. I can tell you, you're not going to be happy. I've got a buddy in Australia, senior executive at a big company. This lockdown shit took a, a marriage on the rocks and ended it. And he kept the kids. He can't leave his house to go to work. His kids can't leave the house to go to school. This is not for two months. This is ongoing, you know. 
I can I can hear the sound of his voice, and he's not he's not the same person. No. So how could you know, he be? We're, we're we're an inch away from that here. This is this is dire. This is really important. Yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, I don't think that people understand uh, what's just around the corner. You know. You know, and I, of course, it's around the corner, and you can't see it. I understand that, but you you should be able to see the pattern, right? In the trends. Yep. You know, you should be able, and you should be responsible for the consequences of you behaving any way that uh, makes that more likely to happen. The federal government mandates something. That makes absolutely no logical fucking sense whatsoever to you. And you do it anyway. Don't disappoint yourself and your kids by by complying. Don't don't do that. Come on, grow some fucking balls and learn to say no. The, the three most important words in the English language. Go get fucked. <laughs> right? I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. You, if you just comply... You know, and I, I know, you know, I got a buddy that's an old guy, government contractor. You know, they told him he had to get vaccinated. He can't afford to lose his job. You know, so he got vaccinated. His math's different than mine. Right. <clears throat> you know, but he's an old guy. The vaccines don't fuck up old people as badly as they do. Younger people with extremely active immune systems. That's who this is fucking up. That's right. 26-year-old soccer players. 26-year-old soccer players falling over of a heart attack on the field. You know. Uh, You've seen it. You've seen the videos, unless you're just trying to be stupid. Trying to remain ignorant of the situation. And maybe you are. But that's, you know, if you want to be ignorant, you go right ahead. Okay. Yep. You go right ahead. You go right ahead and vaccinate your seven-year-old kid. You do that, yes. Now, there may be some consequences, but you'll deal with those, right? You can always make more kids, right? What problem are you I mean, trying to solve? What problem That's are you question. trying to solve when you vaccinate your seven-year-old, seven-year-old kid? What problem are you trying to solve? Is it the problem of the child's health? Or is it the problem of you being viewed as disobedient? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I've, this is <coughs> sincerely the most fucked up time uh, in my life. I've never seen anything like this. You know. I mean, I personally well, lived through more fucked up shit than this, but 
but it, looking around me at the wreckage of Western civilization, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that either. You know, this is a, you know, and, and the only thing that you can be in charge of is your own personal shit, okay? That's it. That's the only thing. You can't affect the Department of Justice. You can't affect the Centers for Disease Control. You can't affect the government of Australia. You have no effect on any of that shit. The only thing you can do is the right thing for you and yourself and your family and your own personal shit. That's all you can do. You've got you've to pay attention to the voice in your head that says something's not right about this. Uh, this isn't the way things should be because it's easy to forget that and just look at the people in North Korea. They don't know any different. Look at the people in the Soviet Union. They don't know any different or they didn't know any different. East Germans, they didn't know shit. Yeah, you know. So, so, and, and and we all remember, but our kids, our kids won't remember a different no. way. Our kids won't remember a different way. So, you, you've you've got to keep that, uh, you know, you got to keep that in 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 mind. You know, if I've, shit's fucked up, pay attention. Yeah, I mean, it, one good thing about East Germany and the Soviet Union was that they were in. Rush used to say this all the time. They were excellent models of what not to do. Yeah, and they're gone now. And that's unfortunate for us in that right. we've got three generations of people walking around right now that have no idea yep. what the Stasi was. Yep. They have no idea what that, what that organization was. You know, if you forget the lessons of history, you are doomed to repeat them. Rip, the good news is a lot of people are saying no. You know, I've got this uh, wholesome, uh, mild-mannered Christian gal that's my neighbor, and she pulled all of her kids out of public school. And she's she is no shit making her own school. Good. She's refusing to put masks on her kids. She's refusing to, ma- to vaccinate her kids. She's saying enough is enough, and I'm not going to allow my kids to be corrupted by this government institution, which right. which a couple years ago would sound like a hyperbolic statement. But if you don't feel that's the case now, you're just not paying attention. Right. You are not paying any attention. That's absolutely true. You know, and I, you know, you hear people, homeschool is just such a important thing to, to do to protect your children from this, from this shit. You hear people say all the time, well, but I got to work. You know, both of us have to work. We don't have that good a job. You know, we, we both got to work. And... You know, I, I don't know what to say to that, except that you're making a, a an awfully interesting calculation here, aren't you? You know, here are these little kids who didn't ask to be here, right? And because you feel like you you have to work, you're sending them up there to these criminals where they are being taught that... Uh, if they're white, they're evil. You know, it's unavoidable. They're evil. Eight-year-old kid is evil because he's white, right? Yeah, it's being taught. You know, Jen Pisaki can say it's not, but you and I both know that's a bullshit lie. 
and all the other shit, you know, that, that they're not capable of teaching. They can't, they're not, are they still do multiplication tables in elementary school? No idea. Math is racist. No shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, it's not, you know, I don't want to go into a big rant on homeschool. We've already talked about that on this podcast several times, but it's, it's just, you, you know, it's wrong to hand your children to these people and you don't want those people around your children. You don't want them around your children. Nope. And you need to give some serious consideration to reevaluating your priorities. If that's the case. Yep. Uh, you want independent, self-reliant, free-thinking kids. And if you put your kids in a government institution from damn near birth to the time they're almost adults, that is not what you're going to get. Nope, because that's not the purpose of the government schools. Yep. The government schools work for the government, not you. And the government is a bureaucracy. Right. Do you want to feed your kid to the algorithm? Think about that when you're considering what institutions to expose them to. Think about that when you're, when you're considering what technology to expose them to. Whether they're looking at a screen or they're attending school, the concept remains the same. Algorithm, bureaucracy equals individuals do not matter. And whatever unintended consequences happen to you is your problem. Yep. In fact, they're your kids. Remember that. They're your kids. It doesn't take a village. It takes you. Right. Anything else on your notes you want to discuss today, Ray? We covered it. I wish I had more answers for you. Um. I, you know, <laughs> and that is, that's really the biggest question here. You know, something is going on. You know, there's too many things pointed at something is going on that we just don't understand i'm not willing to say that it's the boys at davos and the you know the trilateral commission and the we don't the, know uh, bilderbergers and the you know the new world order and all this bullshit i i don't know that's over my head i'm gonna stay in my lane on this one <laughs> But it's it's obvious to everybody that's looked at this and thought about this. So there's, this this is this makes so little sense. It makes so little sense that we are being mandated to get a vaccine that's bad for us. That something has to be going on here. You know, Let's it makes so little sense to just hand people hundreds of dollars a week to sit on their ass and not do anything that they just print out of thin air that makes so little sense something's going on right and i i don't know what the hell it is i'm not going to pretend like i do but i'm not going to participate i'm not going to do it so rip you know. there is one last thing that's worth mentioning because you talked about the the vaccines we, um, we don't know that either, right? The burden of proof is on the person making the claim. So the right. person claiming the vaccine is safe and effective, prove it. Um, we have a bunch of uh, indications that demonstrate that they, that may not be the case. That doesn't appear to be the case. If you really want to look at the, if you want unequivocal proof about the fuckery of this whole situation, just look at ivermectin. And, and 
look at a first world country that's adopted ivermectin as part of their of their policy. So look at Japan. Yes. August 12th, they allowed ivermectin for the treatment and prevention of COVID-19. They were on a massive upswing of cases. 10 days later, go look at the data yourself, look at the graph. 10 days later, cases peaked. After that point, August 22nd, cases plummeted flat and line. flatlined. Flatlined. So if you think all this is about COVID-19 and, uh, you know, that the vaccine is, uh, that there's proof that the vaccine is safe and effective, um, you're, you're just, you're just not thinking about this very clearly, or you're not, you're, you don't have a, a, a broad enough diet of information right. in your life. Who told you that ivermectin was just a horse wormer? Who told you that? You didn't hear that from us. Who told you that? And think about their motivations for doing so. It's clearly, that's clearly one of the most bald-faced lies in the history of bald-faced lies. But if you believe that, then you are the problem. You are the problem. Well, that's enough frustration for me for the day. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to <laughs> go take some. You're doing good work, Rip. This I'm going to grind up six or eight Lysinoprils and <laughs> shoot them up. Six yep. or eight. Six yeah, or I'm eight. I'm glad you're doing it. Main it, take, it takes guts, man. <laughs> right there. This is, this is really important stuff, you know. This conversation is illegal. Um, this is not allowed to take place on mainstream no. channels. No, this um, will not. This will not. We're going to have to. I don't know how we're going to pull some some quotes out of this to put up uh on the youtube channel because there's everything we've talked about today will get this whole thing taken down because yep. this is as clear a case of misinformation as there could possibly be isn't it this is clearly misinformation might even be disinformation <laughs> think about that just wait till the FBI raids your house. I, I, it could happen. Yeah. Could I could be back at the gym here in thirty minutes, and the FBI shows up because they're watching this. Yep. Right. That no. sounds nuts. I'm not sure how far off we are from that. No, I don't. Even, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, they're raiding the houses of mothers who are bitching at their school boards. Right. Yeah. In Texas. You see that the other day? In fucking Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, shit like that's occurred. Yep. You know, domestic terrorism means going to the school board and telling them that you don't like the curriculum. Yeah, it's a hell of a deal. Yep. Well, anyway, once again, I can't stand anymore. <laughs> so we're going to just stop talking today. Ray, thanks for being with us. Ray Gillenwater. Thank uh, you, Rip entrepreneur former corporate chill uh, i was never a fucking shill i quit i'll have you know sure you are, <laughs> anybody who works for a corporation is a shill <laughs> former competent liar <laughs> more recently an honest man <laughs> thanks for your insight on all this shit today ray appreciate your 
being on with us. And thank you for watching Starting Strength Radio. See you next Friday. <laughs>